0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of Romans with this message entitled Soli Deo Gloria. Preach August the 7th, 2011. Romans 11 and verse 36. Because of him and through him and unto him are all things, to him be glory. Forever. Amen. To Him be glory forever. And you see this, Soli Deo Gloria. The faith of our church is expressed briefly on our banner, Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone is our authority. Sola gratia, we are saved by grace alone. Sola fide, we are saved through faith alone. Solo Christo, Salvation is in Christ alone. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. St. Paul ends Romans chapter 11 with this ascription. To God be the glory forever. Amen. This is the first doxology. The second appears in the last verse of this epistle. Romans 16 and verse 27. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. As Paul contemplates all things that is God's work of creation and especially his work of redemption of sinners as he considers the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge the inscrutability and the unfathomability of them His heart breaks forth into praise to God. Solideo Gloria. As Dr. Boyce says, this praise is a paradigm shift for sinful man. I say this happens when he is saved by God. By grace alone, through faith alone. A sinner's life is centered on himself. He gives all glory to himself, but now he is saved. So he is centered on God. And so he gives glory to God alone. Before he was darkness, now he is light in the Lord. Before he was dead in sins. Now he is alive in Christ. Before he was disobedient. Now he obeys the Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was condemned. Now he has been justified freely by God's grace. Before he worshipped idols. Now he worships the triune God. I say he has experienced a paradigm shift. So he would say in the next chapter, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is what happened to Saul of Tarsus. This is what happened to us who believe in Jesus Christ. To God be the glory forever. Amen. You see, we were different before. And let me read to you from Romans chapter 1, verse 21 through 23. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God or gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. I say once we did not glorify God. Now we do. Paradigm shift, sir. This is what happens to God's people as they meditate upon the gospel of God's salvation. As revealed in Paul's letter to Romans as well as in all the scriptures. In the holy scriptures we see God of glory. God of divine attributes. Our God is Deus Absconditus. As well as Deus Revelatus. God who is hidden as well as God who has to some extent revealed himself to us so says Luther God is self-existing, self-sufficient and eternal God he alone is independent he made all creation to depend on him the wicked exists by him. The people of God exist by him. The inanimate creation depend on him. The birds and beasts and fish and all animals depend on him. No one can fathom God. No one can fathom the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. He is the only voice God. Do you want to argue this point? Then God asks. Who has known his mind? Who has been his counselor? And who has given him something to meet his need? That God should pay him back? No one. No one, sir. No one. Because God is independent of all creation, He does not need our offerings so that He could continue His existence. I remember traveling through Bali. I noticed a person giving an offering to God, a flower and a cigarette. That was his piety. God does not need our weak dollar. We need it. More than that, what we need is God himself. Why does not God need anything? Because of Him and through Him and unto Him are all things. He is absolutely independent of creation, and we are absolutely dependent on God. Four things I want to say to you first. For from him are all things. There was a period when God Triune alone existed. No matter existed. No created mind existed. No space, no time, no stars, no angels or humans. No one knew him. Instructed him, gave him anything. God alone existed in perfect happiness. Then he created all things ex nihilo by his powerful word. Things visible and invisible. And all things consist by his will. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. God sustains all creation by his powerful word. Even so, our life, it comes from God. It is sustained by God. And we are to live, therefore, for God's glory. All wicked people are like Nebuchadnezzar, the proud king of Babylon. Whom like Pharaoh, God raised up to be a powerful king. He was sustained by God. But like Pharaoh, he failed to live for God's glory. So you read in Daniel 4 and verse 30. Nebuchadnezzar is speaking as he walked on the roof of his palace. Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal resident by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? I have built by my mighty power for the glory of my majesty of me, through me, and unto me. The exact opposite of what St. Paul tells us in Romans 11 verse 36. Friends, this foolish philosophy governs all devils and wicked people. This reveals the depth of depravity. This is sheer perversion. This is the exact opposite of reality. This is nothing but demonization. This is pride. Isaiah speaks about human pride. Isaiah 14, 13-15 You said in your heart I will ascend to heaven I will raise my throne above the stars of God I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain I will ascend above the tops of the clouds I will make myself like the most high But you are broad down to the grave, to the depths of the pit. What happened to proud Nebuchadnezzar? He became like an animal. He lived among animals, he ate grass like cattle. At the end of seven years, his sanity returned to him, and he said, To God alone be the glory. I must ask you, friends, what have you that you have not received? You live and move and have your being in God. What do you have that you have not received? Nothing, sir, nothing. Or oh, let us ask, what have you contributed for your regeneration? Your justification, your sanctification, your glorification. What have you contributed for your election? God justifies the ungodly. God saves sinners by his mercy and grace. God chose us. God regenerated us. God gave us the gift of repentance and saving faith. God justified us. God is sanctifying us God will glorify us God is sustaining our life daily providing for all our needs physical and spiritual creation is of him, he is the source so also the new creation especially of the people of God I say regeneration and redemption is of God. So James says he chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of all he created. First Peter 1, 3 Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead 1 Peter 1 for you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God Jesus says in John 1 verse 13. Children born not of natural descent. Nor of human decision. Or a husband's will. But born of God. Ephesians 2 4. But because of his great love for us. God who is rich in mercy. Made us alive with Christ. Galatians 6:15 Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything what counts is new creation St Paul says in Romans 3 God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood He did this to demonstrate his justice At the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. What did you contribute to your regeneration? To your redemption? What did you contribute to your election, sir? In eternity. Before any creation existed, he chose you. Ephesians 1.4 4, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. 2 Timothy 1.10 But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And we read here. and Take a look at it chapter 8 verse 28 through 30 and we are told and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose for those God foreknew he also predestined to be confirmed to the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined he also called. Those he called he also justified. Did you do something for your own election? First Corinthians 1 Corinthians through 29 Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things. The things that are not the nothings. To nullify things that are so that no one may be post before him. Friends, understand God himself is our life. So we read Deuteronomy 30 verse 20 and that you may love the Lord your God listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life. Colossians three for when Christ who is your life appears. He is your life, sir. Galatians two and verse twenty, I have been crucified with Christ, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Even devil and demons exist by the divine will. They are under his control. The wicked are truly insane. When and if their sanity returns, they will praise God saying to God alone be the glory. That's what happened to us sir. God created the universe, God ordained history, God permitted evil not to detract his glory but to enhance it. God sent his son to save us. God gave us existence. This God is the God of revelation and redemption. All things are from God. Listen to what the late Dr. John Stott says about human pride. Pride is behaving as if. We were God Almighty, strutting round the earth as we as we owned the place, repudiating our due dependence on God, pretending instead that all things depend on us and thus arrogating to ourselves the glory which belongs to God alone. Friends, the gospel calls forth worship of God. Second, through him are all things. Through the Godhead all things exist. God is the source of all. He is also the sustainer of all through him. The devil sustains no one. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. He promises everlasting pleasure. But he delivers eternal pain and misery. God causes his earth To produce food for all. He sends his rain and his sun shines on all. So read Psalm 104. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for man to cultivate. Bringing forth food from the earth. Wine that gladdens the heart of man. Oil to make his face to shine. And bread that sustains his heart. The lions roar for their prey and seek their food from God. The man goes out to his work, to his labor until evening. These all look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. So the psalmist says, I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. As we noticed, new creation is through God also. He is also the sustainer of new creation. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. We are united to Jesus Christ as branches are united to the vine. We are nourished by the life of the vine. And thank God he will never cut us off. And we are told clearly nothing in all creation is able to cut us off from the life of God that sustains us. we died with Christ we are buried with Christ raised with Christ to live the resurrection life Jesus said because I live you will live also and we shall live forever for Christ shall not die again he has purchased for us eternal redemption our salvation is through God who through the seed of the woman, the Virgin Mary, sent us his eternal Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to live and die and rise again, defeating our death, sin, and the devil. So we read. 1 Peter three eighteen For Christ died for sins. Point number one. Once for all, point number two, the righteous for the unrighteous, point number three, to bring you to God. Point number four. And Hebrews two verse 10 in bringing many sons towards her. Glory, 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 sir. and we shall shine as the sun. Jesus said in bringing many sons to glory it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering you say what of temptation that I live in this world and I am tempted every day he has made provision for that too God has given us a new nature. God has given Holy Spirit. God has given us Holy Scriptures. God has given us his Holy Church to deal with all temptation. Our God is with us always, even to the end of the ages. So we read, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit which he has given us. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. St. Paul says, friends, no temptation has ceased you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And God gives us all grace to live a victorious Christian life. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work. Paul says to keep me from becoming conceited because of this surpassingly great revelation there was given me a thorn in my flesh a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness Saint Paul says for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men he teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions And to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. Philippians 2, therefore my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my present, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you. Both to will and to do his good pleasure. Friends, God works in us, both to will and to do his good pleasure. And so we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Without God, friends, we can do nothing. With him we can do all things. So fear not, little flock. We are from God and we are through him And we live every moment sustained by God's grace. And point number three, unto him are all things. All things, creation and redemption are from God and through God and unto God. God is the goal of all things. Especially the people of God are for God's glory. That every decision you make. You must ask. Does this bring glory to God? And I say to you. There are many who have not done that. And when the pastor asks, how his life. Fine. Fine. Then how did you. Make this stupid decision. That brought shame to God. The chief end. Of all created reality. Is to glorify God. To honor God. To obey God. To worship and serve God. And thus find happiness in God. God alone is independent. The creation depends on God totally. And God is committed, friends, only to one thing. His own glory. He gains glory for himself in two ways. By his judgment and by his mercy. Hell exists for God's glory. Both his wrath and mercy redound to his eternal glory. Man shall not boast in God's presence. In heaven all elect angels and all elect saints worship God and sing his praises. In hell all the wicked expediences God's just wrath for the glory of his justice. So he spoke about Pharaoh. Who said who is the Lord that I should obey him? Exodus fourteen verse four I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them, but I will gain glory for myself through their destruction, and read the same in chapter fourteen, seventeen through eighteen of Exodus. Romans nine verse eighteen, therefore God has mercy on whom He wants to have mercy, and He hardens whom He wants to harden romans nine twenty two and twenty three What if God, choosing to show his wrath and make His power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction. What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy whom he prepared in advance for glory. Ezekiel 39 verse 21. I will display my glory among the nations and all the nations will see the punishment I inflict. And the hand I lay upon them you are not convinced revelation twenty eleven through 15 then I saw great white throne and him who has seated on it earth and sky flood from his presence and there was no place for them and I saw the dead great and small standing before the throne and books were opened another book was opened which is the book of life the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books The sea gave up the dead that were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life. He was thrown into the lake of fire. Hell exists for God's glory. Also he gains glory for himself by saving people. And go home and read Revelation 4, 9 through 11, 5, 12 through 14, 7, 10 through 12, 19, 5 through 7. The whole book of Revelation is speaking about God's glory in judgment and in his salvation. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men that they may see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, sir. God is going to receive glory. One way or another. Number four. To him be glory forever. Amen. I Spurgeon said. This ought to be the single desire of the Christian. Soli Your glory." Why should we praise God you ask? He is God. He does not need us. We need him. Every moment. Without him we cease to exist. We need him every moment. He created us. He redeemed us. By the atoning death of his only son. He sustains us. All these things he does for his own glory. So Christian life is gratitude. Bless the Lord. O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Christian life is worship of this God for all his goodness toward us. We are created and redeemed to display his glory. Idolatry denies glory to God. All idolatry is worship of creation and therefore despising of God. Paul worships God saying what to Him be the glory forever. The glory means the supreme glory. True theology leads to true worship of God. We were dead, disobedient, and condemned. But thank God He saved us. Now there is no condemnation for us. We are justified forever. So what is it, friend? We give glory to God. Friends, we are created to display his glory. Let me read this to you, some scriptures. Isaiah 42, 8. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. Isaiah 43, verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory. Isaiah 43, verse 21. The people I formed For myself, that they may proclaim my glory. Isaiah 44, verse 23. Listen to this. Sing. Sing for joy, O heavens. For the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, O earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, you forest, and all your trees. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob. He displays his glory in Israel. There's a purpose for you. And what is it? To praise God, to display God's glory. Isaiah 49 and verse 3 says, He said to me, You are my servant Israel in whom I will display my glory. Isaiah 60 and verse 21. The same idea. We are for God's glory. Then will all your people be righteous. And they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have planted. The work of my hands. For the display of my splendor. And therefore First Peter. Chapter 2 verse 9 says but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people of God's possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do you understand why you exist? Not for your own glory, but the glory of God. All history is for God's glory. Jesus came into the world to vindicate God's glory. He died on the cross in fulfillment of God's holy law. The soul that sinneth it shall die and he died in our place. Jesus said I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you have given me to do. Without Christ's death on the cross no one would have been justified. To justify the ungodly the godly must die even the eternal son of God. Christ is the righteousness from God. Jesus Christ glorified God in his life, in his temptation, in his death. And God glorified him by raising him up from the dead and exalting him. Friends, know one thing, young and old. Every sin is an assault on the glory of God. A sinner sins because he does not fear the majesty of God. He loves sin more than God. The fear of God keeps us from sinning. Think of this, friends, carefully. If you are a believer, you exist for one purpose. For the display of God's glory. The way of your happiness is the way of glorifying God by obedience and praise. Friends, the happiest person who ever lived in the world was Jesus Christ, who never sinned. Answer me, friend. Can you sin and be happy? Answer me. Man starts with man and ends with man. St. Paul starts with God and ends with God. Unbelieving philosopher says that the chief end of man is human happiness. The truth is, the sinner who seeks happiness is ever unhappy. It is the saint who seeks the glory of God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness first, who enjoys true happiness of fellowship with God. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in God let me make some application who is to be glorified God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit God triune to be glorified why he is the creator and sustainer of all so he is to be worshipped for of him and through him and unto him are all things we are created to worship God to honor God to obey God today. Paul says to God alone be glory solely to your gloria. We therefore refuse to worship the pantheism of environmentalism. We will not worship earth and the trees. To God be all glory not some sir. To God be all glory of all creatures, animate, inanimate, visible, invisible, angels, humans, heavens declare the glory of God. The church declares the glory of God. And we should glorify God always, unceasingly. He alone is independent. And we are totally dependent on him, sir. Wicked angels and people do not praise God. So he gains glory for himself by their destruction. God receives glory by the true believers worship of him. All our worship is our response to God's self revelation. In Jesus Christ and in the Holy Scriptures. Faithful reading of the scripture causes your mouth to open and praise God friends do you display God's glory in all aspects of your life what about your body how is your body do you have authority to destroy your body come on whether you eat or drink whatever you do do it all for the glory of God Your thought, your word, your deeds, your finances. Do you read and study scriptures to know the majesty of God, to fear God and do his will? The more you know God, the more you praise him. Do you pray for grace to live for God's glory? Do you glorify God in your work life? Do you work to please God? Do you glorify God in your married life? Do you glorify God in your bringing up of your children to fear God and love God? Do you glorify God when you come to worship him with heart that is holy? So that you can give full attention to worship and the preaching of the word. Do you declare the praises of God in the world by shining as light before them? Have you glorified God by repenting and believing in God's Son, Jesus Christ? If you have not, you despise God and His Son. You are 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years of age. God kept you by His common grace. Stop despising Him now. Repent now, confess now, believe now, come unto Him who calls you come unto him with all your sins cry out have mercy upon me a sinner chief of sinners Jesus Christ will receive you and forgive you all your sins instantly he will change your status from an enemy of God to an adopted son And friends, you shall go out with joy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for granting us existence and sustaining our existence. Thank you for the new creation and sustaining our new creation. By the special grace of God. Enable us, those who believe in you, to live for the glory of God. But it is in so living we are happy. Happy in God. It is Jesus Christ who gives us eternal pleasure in his presence. Bless your people. Now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.